Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for Guerrilla Games and Sony published a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which is called Horizon Forbidden West, the second game in the franchise at the moment. I'm your host Matthew, and this is going to be a spoiler-free review. Uh, we will take a break at some point in this episode, but um, I'm going to stay spoiler-free. There's things, there's, spo- there's spoilery things that happen in this game but I don't feel the need to particularly analyze them per se and not every review I do has to have spoilers in it so um but I'm mainly going to talk about the gameplay some of the characters and everything else that goes into reviewing I suppose a video game but I'm your host Matthew and uh yeah Horizon Forbidden West so as you can see from the title I've landed on a possible skip review rating for this and in terms of my numbered rating out of 10, I would give this game between a 6 to 7. But I think I'm going to land on a 7. 6 feels a little bit too low. 7 sits just about right for me with this with this game. Um, and I'm surprised that I feel the way that I feel about this game. I am disappointed in this game. Um... I had relatively high expectations going into this game. I thought I was going to enjoy this game more than I did, but unfortunately I didn't, but sometimes that is what's going to happen. Um, so why have I given it a possible skip, and what does that actually mean? Um, well, for, for those of you who don't know our rating system, we've got must play, don't skip, possible skip, and then a skip rating, so you can judge from that what you want to. Um, I almost gave it a don't skip rating, but then I thought about some things within this game and I landed on a possible skip so why am I giving this game a possible skip rating why am I saying the things I'm saying about this game and look if you really enjoyed Horizon Forbidden West if it's a 10 out of 10 for you great good you paid for a game well I assume you paid for it um that uh that you really enjoyed and I wished I'd enjoyed this game as much as you possibly did um but unfortunately that's just not the case um, I, I do have some things I like about this game. There's only a few, but I do have a, things I, a few things that I like about this game. But there's a lot of things that I don't like about this game. But in an overall sense, do I like this game? No, I don't. Um, I think this game's got too many problems that are going under the radar. And I don't know how much people get annoyed when I talk about this, but... Because I've never specifically asked for this type of feedback I guess. But I genuinely feel. And I, I, I did a podcast on this last year. It was called The Graphics Obsession. And I, with, with that podcast and kind of how things are going with the world of games at the moment. There's just too much of an emphasis and an obsession with graphics. Which is why I called the podcast that I just referenced The Graphics Obsession. And what I don't want games to start doing, like AAA games that have obviously got the budget to be very good looking. Because this game looks great, sure, it does. But this game lacks in so many areas that I would have wanted it to excel. That I would have sacrificed the good graphics for other things that could have and should have been better in this game. And I don't want that to be a, become a thing in the world of games. I feel like it's going to. We'll have to see how it all goes. But 
that was one of the things that I kind of noticed as I was playing this game is and sure you expect a PlayStation 5 because that's obviously where I played this um you expect a PlayStation 5 game to look good I think we can all kind of you know a triple a, a AAA Sony first party published gorilla PlayStation 5 game boy we can assume it's going to look good right Unless obviously they go for a different art style, but this is very much supposed to be live action esque. Um, so let, let me get my negatives kind of out of the way now. I say get them out of the way. I've got quite a few of them. Um, my number one problem with this game is the combat. It's the combat to me <sighs> felt clunky at times. Um, my two specific problems with the combat is I've I noticed a lot of times when I would be trying to dodge an enemy, which would usually be one of the robot enemies. Because human enemies, I didn't have much of a problem against in this game, really. I mean, they're significantly weaker than you know the robot enemies that take loads and loads of damage. I noticed a lot of times I'd get caught on trees, I'd get caught on rocks, I'd get caught on the robots themselves in almost like a glitchy sort of sense. Like Aloy would sort of temporarily get stuck and it would ruin the flow of combat. And the most infuriating thing in this game to me, and I I don't know if there's a way that there was a way around it, was there's a lot of times where a robot would catch me out in the middle of the fight, right? It would either shoot something at me or directly hit me and it would knock me over. That's okay. That's absolutely fine. The problem is afterwards, and this happened on a few streams, so you can probably, because I did a few streams for this game, you could probably find some footage within the game where that, that I streamed, because obviously I can only speak about my own experience, where I'd get knocked over and... I would get be getting wailed on, you know, the, the the robot things would just keep hitting me over and over, and I genuinely couldn't figure out how I was supposed to get up. I was pressing the roll button, I was pressing the crouch button, I was pressing the jump button, and that did um, a lot of times lead to me getting killed in a fight. Or you get a combination of the two things I just mentioned, which is like I get caught on a tree, I don't know why that's happening in this game, and then I would get knocked, and then I would get hit, and then hit, and there would be nothing I could do. I can't shoot an arrow. I can't throw a uh, sling like a frost bomb thing, you know, like from the slingshot thing. I can't use Aloy's melee weapon. I can't roll. I can't jump. Can't get up. And it's a case of waiting for Aloy to get up. Now I don't mind that Aloy would get knocked over. She's a human be. I don't mind any human being getting knocked over in this game. Um, if you if there's like a massive robot thing that's charging towards you is going to knock over any human i'm fine with that if it's a case of i have not timed my dodge correctly or um i've not gotten out of the way in time and i get caught out because there's a few instances where i did get caught out and i was like oh i got hit i should probably have dodged that way instead of that way that's fine that's fine but i just it was really weird i just didn't seem to be able to just get up at a certain point um it was very, very strange. I, I was really, really quite sort of surprised by that. Um, and sure, you know, within the combat, once you get to the point where you just you destroy a robot, and whether you blow it up or you, you know, like use an explosive 
something or other, or you hit like a last arrow at it, or you uh, give it loads of fire damage, and you kill a robot, it's very satisfying, very, very satisfying. But the frustration to get to that point, because I'd be getting stuck on stuff, or um, other things would happen, I found that incredibly annoying. The other thing that would happen as well, and this one might be a little bit more on me, is I would try to do the like slide, you, you know when you run as Aloy, then you press square so you're sliding, and then you can in slow motion aim and shoot your bow, or throw whatever you're going to throw whatever at the robot which would be very cool I found a lot of times when Aloy had finished that move because obviously that only lasts so long she would stay crouched and I would go to click the left stick to get her to get up and run and she wouldn't do it sometimes sometimes she would sometimes she wouldn't and yeah that really kind of frustrated me so overall the combat I found very very frustrating but an odd mix of like the rare sort of yes I got the robot down kind of thing and you see the robot like you it's quite satisfying in the game when like you shoot when you start taking the parts off of the thing right so it's the robot staggering around there's parts flying off of it you've just shot something off of it great that's that's really really good and then like you know you finally defeat the robot and then it stumbles to the ground it dies and then you can go over and like get the, the loot from it great but just with the times in the gameplay where I'd oddly get caught out, um, I found very frustrating. And I kept thinking, because you know when something's going wrong, wrong in a game, and you're thinking, is it the way I'm playing this game? Is it something that I'm doing wrong? Am I not pressing the right thing? Am I not clicking run at the right time or jumping at the right... You know, you, you kind of think that to yourself sometimes, right? But I was trying so many different things at those different points when I would get stuck and obviously the one that I said infuriated me most was when Aloy couldn't get up and was just smack 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 and then she was dead um and I just don't understand why that was a problem in this game so yeah that was that was kind of annoying um but those are a few of my those are my sort of combat issues and the one thing I'd said about this game um, even in the months before it was um, on its way to come out, because obviously we were getting trailers and gameplay demonstrate gameplay demos and things like that, and like gameplay footage, and obviously on the Gaming Talk podcast, me and Robert would talk about those things when it would come up, and we would talk about how good the game looks. And I've pointed out, probably for about the last year or so, I've been pointing out God of War, the Ragnarok game, which is the sequel to the 2018 game, and Horizon Forbidden West, pointing out those two specific games that, like, 2018 game of God of War, great, um, you know, Horizon Forbidden, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry, the first game, really great, but I am looking at both of those sequels, so the upcoming God of War Ragnarok, and this game, Horizon Forbidden West, and looking at those games and thinking, okay, you've got a basis of something really, really good here, but how can you kind of evolve it and take it to the next level, and there's a couple of areas where I can see their answer to that in this game. And I'll talk about that in a second. There's one specific element that I'll talk about in the when I get to the positive stuff. But um, overall, I don't think it does anywhere near enough to sort of evolve itself, really. Um, especially with the gameplay. Like, there was a couple of cool different things, like the, the spike thing that you throw. That was one of my favourite weapons to use. You'll notice in a lot of the gameplay that I put on YouTube... 
I tended to gravitate towards that. It was the one that was the explosive spike, like you could throw at the enemy and you could. It was really, really cool to use. Um, but ultimately, I don't think this game does enough to evolve itself from the first one. It doesn't quite do the Assassin's Creed Two type of thing. Um, for those of you that have played the Assassin's Creed games, you'll probably know what I mean. You look at certain features and certain functions in Assassin's Creed Two, and you could look and you could think, okay, Assassin's Creed One didn't have these things. Assassin's Creed 2 does have these things and it evolved itself. Horizon had a couple of those things but not enough of them is is kind of my point. Um, the pacing really annoyed me in this game. Um, I think the start of the game is too slow. I think the end of the game is too long. Um, and the middle section's... Middle section was probably the best part but the end portion of the game, too long... Um, the start of the game, the whole like 90 minutes that you spend in the cave or whatever it is, too slow. Um, so that was kind of an issue. There was a point, um, I think I was mentioning it just a few days ago on the Gaming Talk podcast, of kind of saying, like when I played it in and around and before Sunday, I was kind of saying to Robert on the Gaming Talk podcast at the time, of like, okay, I'm enjoying my time with this, but I'm ready to sort of... I've I've reached that threshold with the game where I feel like I've okay I've played this for what eighteen hours or whatever, and the story's at a point where it could end very nicely in a nicely sort of um, paced kind of ending, but then that last portion of the game just dragged for me. I felt so that was that was pretty annoying. Um, there's something a technical issue that I had actually that I really do need to mention. So in one of the Twitch streams I did, and this this bring this really brought my experience down quite a bit. It didn't end up being a game breaking issue, but it it almost was. So and I haven't mentioned it, but obviously it's important for me to mention this in in the review. So in one of the Twitch streams that I did, one of the really long ones, I think it was like a two hour fifty minute one or something. I was doing a cauldron towards the end of one of those streams. I think for like the last twenty thirty minutes of that stream. Um, that one is up on YouTube at the moment. And I was doing the cauldron. I was having a great time in this cauldron. There was a couple of enemies that were a bit of a challenge. Didn't have the same kind of gameplay issues there. I thought that that was a pretty good section. The climbing was great. I'll talk about the climbing in a minute. Because that's one of the positive points for me. And I got to a point where... um, What was it? You had like the last boss or whatever it was. For... um. Uh, for the for the cauldron, I'd reached like the end of it, and then I died against the boss. And I thought, okay, go again, press press continue, and then it loaded me or loaded Aloy like when when the game respawns her, loaded her outside of the cauldron, or like in the same map and area, but she was on the other side of the wall. And no matter where I swam, because I was basically in the water. No matter where I swam, where I tried to jump, couldn't get her back in. Could not get her back in. And then um, there's a point actually where I managed to swim off of the edge. Because obviously you only need to render certain areas of a game to a certain part. Um, So there was like this clear sort of cliff edge of this water part. And I was swimming and I thought, okay, what happens if I go over here? And then she fell to her death. Like she fell under the map and she fell to her death um Aloy and then 
I was able to load a save because I was thinking, okay, I've got to like reload the save because I can't, I can't get anywhere from here. I, I can't, like if I'm, if I try to go under the water and swim somewhere, there's just all these invisible walls and stuff that, are, you know, like those, those areas of the games where you can't get past. So I'd ended up doing all that and then I couldn't get anywhere. Um, I couldn't like kill Aloy in the water because obviously she had the breather thing at that point. So I couldn't even sort of do that and kill her and reset the game or whatever. So I looked at the save files that I had. And there was one from about 10 minutes before that point. So I loaded that one and it loaded a section a little bit further back than I would have liked. But just before the fight. So I thought okay I'll load it there and I'll I'll go again. Then I died 4 or 5 times again. It's fine. You know I died in pretty fair circumstances. Um, so I just kept thinking, okay, try different things, try different weapons, you know, that sort of thing. And then I kept loading, the, I kept having to load the same save about five, six times because I kept dying. And then the game kept spawning me outside of the wall, so I couldn't swim back in. And then at one point it did it. And it must have been the way the game was auto-saving at the time, because all but three of my save files were putting me in that same spot outside the wall. So I loaded a save from about uh, from the previous day, actually, which was before I went into the cauldron, because there was actually a point on the stream where I got past a few enemies and I quick saved it, and then I went into the cauldron. So I loaded it there, and I thought, okay, best not best if I don't go back into the cauldron. Um, and then I just went on with the main story mission. Um, but it was lucky that I had those three save files left because otherwise. I wouldn't have been able to finish this game. I, I just wouldn't have been able to. Like if if I had gotten to a point where all of the auto save files were um, outside the wall, I would not have been able to finish this game. So I've got to, I've got to knock off like quite a bit of score um, for that because that was a very frustrating part of my experience, and it almost broke the game for me. Almost. It's lucky I had those other save files, and it's lucky that I checked. Um, so. That was really annoying. Uh, but that's another thing that happened. Um, in terms of the other things I didn't like. Uh, I won't get too spoilery with this stuff. Um, I felt that Angela Bassett's character was, um, I'll say, not utilised well enough. Um, not on screen enough, basically, is what I'll say. She was kind of an interesting character. She's a very, very good actress, Angela Bassett. And I'd just say that she's not really used enough or well enough in this game when she's on screen and talking and doing things she's kind of good but didn't really manage to get the most out of Angela Bassett um I won't say which characters died in the game but well obviously there are characters that die in this game but I'm not going to say who I felt the game made some of the wrong choices with that um now it's up to them in terms of what you know it's up to gorilla in terms of who they choose to die and how they use that to tell the story and stuff and how much shock value you want to sort of put into deaths and if there's any more if there's more story reasons for character deaths i respect that that's their that's their decision that doesn't mean i have to agree with their decision but it's their story to tell not mine so i i wasn't like infuriated by it but i felt there could have been some better choices with the character deaths because it did. It, it didn't really work for me. Um, I th- felt like there was basically other characters that should have died instead, um, or just not kill off the ones that they did kill. So, yeah, um, just don't agree with the choices there. But again, as I said, not my story. It's their story. So there we go. Um, 
What's the other things that I didn't like? See, so, yeah, pacing wasn't really great. Character death choices weren't really good. Had almost game-breaking... Not really a glitch or a bug. It's more of a load load state kind of thing. Because the glitch only happened when I died and loaded the game. But I suppose that's a glitch or a bug, isn't it? So, there was that. Um... So that was a lot of my a lot of my issues really with this with this game. But that you know, accumulating all that together into this experience just caused me to just not have a great time with this game. So there we go. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's move on from that. Talk about things I liked in this game. I did actually like some stuff in this game. And the big highlight to me in this game is Aloy. I felt that they did a gorilla, of course, gorilla, um, did a significantly good or great, um, significantly great work with Aloy's character. And I was invested in her story. Not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily invested in the story itself, but more the choices that Aloy was making. Ashley Birch's voice performance and obviously capture performance and whatnot was great. Uh, she does very, very well in this game. She's the clear character highlight, and obviously she is the main protagonist that you're playing as, so that's supposed to be the point. Um, but she stands kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. I really liked her personality in this game. I'm excited to see more of her, because I'm guessing we're probably going to get another game. Um, so that's really good. So, I mean, I thought Aloy was an interesting, good character in the first game, but I really do feel like with the writing, Ashley Birch's performance, the way that the character goes about getting things done, um, because basically she doesn't take shit from anybody, and I really like that about her character, because there are a lot of characters in this game 
And I like the way that this played out. There is a lot of characters in this game that are sort of like, no, you can't do this because of this. And she's kind of got this demeanor of like, it's really important that I do this because of these reasons. So I need you to kind of get out my way. Um, otherwise, like, it will cause trouble. And she does really kind of clash with certain leaders. of di- Obviously, there's a lot of different locations you go to, a lot of different characters that you talk to as Aloy. And uh, she doesn't really let anyone let anyone get in her way. She she will maybe have situations where she's literally refused entry somewhere, and then she kind of will find an alternative way around it. She doesn't give up basically, but she knows because she's she's kind of looked down upon by <clears throat> certain characters, and she's called you know the outsider and all that sort of thing. Um. But then what I also like about that is when she kind of proves... Not that she... She's not really looking for anybody's approval at all. She's very much like her own kind of character and stuff. Because uh, she doesn't look for approval. She looks for just success. You know, in getting what needs to be done in this story. So that, you know, the world doesn't end. Um, or the you know, don't get into a catastrophe of some kind. Um, but I did like the scenes in this game as well. Where you'd come across a character that would really doubt you. Or be like... Hey, you can't do this because of this reason. And then she'd find her own way to do it. Um, and then kind of prove to the other person, whoever it would be. And they'd be like, oh, you know, sorry I doubted you. And she'd kind of have a response. And I thought I thought those exchanges were really, really good. So I really, really enjoyed that. And a um, bit of a spoiler for a recent list <clears throat> that I did. But I did a uh, top 10 favorite female characters list recently. And let's just, let's just say she's quite high on that list um and as i said like i mean if i'd have done that list before i played this game she would have been on it somewhere she probably would have been in more of the honorable mentions but i'm pretty sure i put aloy in sort of like in and around the top five of my list because they really just did do a lot of work with her character and uh, i can't wait to see her again probably in five years (laughs) uh in in the third game so really big plus points for that and um yeah, it's just a shame that certain other characters don't really sort of match up to her level. Um, so, yeah, because there are a lot of characters in this game. There really are. And I would have liked for some of them to have been a bit more interesting. But, again, it was more kind of... Instead of being so concerned about what the other characters are up to and what they sort of want... It was more kind of like, I'm fully on Aloy's side... You as the player and her understand the stakes of what she's trying to get done. Whatever the particular mission is. And you're kind of with her of like. She needs to get in here and kind of do what she's got to do. And get the job done. And I I really really like that. So that's a big plus point. Um, The one area where this game does evolve itself. And I was impressed and I had a good time. um, Is the climbing. On this game. Uh, You get introduced this kind of almost uncharted style kind of thing to where um you get a lot of the areas that are yellow so you'd see a lot of sort of like um yellow stumps on the wall or you'd see ye- yellow sort of bars and stuff and you'd climb up on them and, and things like that and what's interesting if you're watching a gameplay video of it like when we were all doing before this game came out i kind of looked at that at the time and thought like oh that looks kind of easy you just kind of jump and you just use the directional button. But it's, in, in some sections it needs a bit more thought. Because there's sort of multiple things you can jump towards. Um, and I thought that was uh, really quite well done. Um, I had a really good time in 
in a lot of the platforming areas, so before the game almost broke the cauldron section, I really enjoyed sort of navigating that area, so that was really good. I don't remember what the climbing was like in Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, but I don't think it had the yellow points that you jumped on, at least not in the way that it was done in this game. Um, the other thing that was put into this game as well that sort of combined with that and helped that was um, you get a grapple this time. Uh, you don't get to use it on any surface. Basically, if you look at a particular ledge and you see like a circle thing with the gear symbol sort of filled in, um, that means that you can kind of press X and then press and hold it again and she'll kind of grapple to that and she'll grapple to the top of it. So uh, that was really quite good. Um, because there'd be certain sections like where you'd climb up to a certain height and then you'd kind of think where do I go from here and then you turn the camera around there's maybe a grapple point sort of behind you to your right or something and then you'd press and hold X and then it's quite quite simple controls and stuff but I really did like the implementation of that so that is the one area where I feel like the game did evolve from the first one but as I said across the board there wasn't enough evolution from the first game so that's where it didn't quite work but I really really enjoyed all the kind of grapple stuff in this game and the climbing and things and uh, there's a bit of a section I think in one of the deserts as well uh, which is where you first come across some drones that you can collect for data and stuff and you have this building that you can navigate towards and there's different levels to it and stuff and you have to work out you don't have to do it but you can work out sort of like okay how do I um get to the top of this and get to a certain level and jump on it and collect the thing so that was that was really quite good um the other of course addition the new addition is the breath of the wild-esque sort of um glider that you can get you get it relatively close to the start of the game and essentially yeah it works the way it works in other games that have done this before if you jump off of a ledge um well if you if you jump off of something and you're, you're enough of a height off the ground you can press and hold square um, and Aloy will get a glider out. I don't remember there being any limits on it, because um, like in Breath of the Wild, you have a stamina limit for it. Obviously, this is like an energy-based thing. I don't remember there being like an energy limit, or at least I never had an issue with that if that was a thing. Um, and you can kind of glide towards certain things, and there was even a couple of points where um, I'd be really, really high up on a building, and I'd have loads of room below me, and I'd have an objective to go to, and then I would jump off glide off the thing, call my mount over and kind of, you know, glide onto the mount and then ride on. So that was that was pretty cool to do as well. So that was quite good. Um the tall necks do make a return in this game. I did like them. Um I only managed to do two of them. Because one of them which I did do on one of my Twitch streams or tried to do, I couldn't for the life of me work out um uh, how you're supposed to do it. I suppose the the way you're maybe meant to do it is the um, flying mount that you eventually end up getting on. I don't consider that a spoiler. That's more of like a gameplay thing that you unlock. Um, yeah, flying mounts do make a uh, appearance in this game. Um, you can ride on them. I'm not going to consider that a spoiler though. That's more of just a gameplay feature, really. Um, that needs to make a full impact in the third game, and you could probably design the map around it. I mean, obviously, the the thing with that is, like, okay, you could start this game, get a mount that's a, a flying one, and then just fly to all the top of the tall necks and unlock all of them. So you'd need to find a way around doing that. Um, or maybe something to where, I don't know, you can't fly a mount... Um, 
close enough to the tall neck. There's maybe some way around that that you could that you could sort that out. So, but um, it's interesting because I just mentioned I've been mentioning like how this game could have could have evolved itself from the first one. If you'd have gotten the flying mounts earlier in the game, that would have been a good way to do that. Um, but one of the ways I wanted the game to do that more was in the combat, and I don't think it did enough in in that department. And with like some writing, story, and some character work, so there's everything for that. Um, I think that's pretty much everything I've got. Um, I will play the third game when it comes out, because even though obviously it's not been announced yet, there probably will be one. There's also, of course, a VR game on the way as well, so we'll see what's in store for that. But um, I don't hate the franchise. I am interested in playing a third game, as I said. I just didn't particularly like this and didn't particularly get on with certain parts that I've already mentioned. Um, So... Yeah, it, it it just wasn't quite for me. I do not think this, this is a bad game. Obviously, I had my own technical issues with the game. You probably didn't if you if you were playing the game. Um, it just didn't quite work for me. Um, I wouldn't give this like a skip rating. Obviously, you've seen what rating I've given it already. Um, so I wouldn't give it like a skip rating type of thing. Um, I do think that this game has got some qualities. It's fun at certain points. It just doesn't quite... It just doesn't quite... This game's got some qualities to it. It just doesn't use enough of them to really shine, I think. So, um, yeah, this is the first time in a while I've been kind of disappointed by a PlayStation exclusive. Um, so, I, I suppose it, I suppose it was due to happen at some point. But, um, as I said, I don't hate the game. I don't think it's terrible. I just didn't really like it and didn't really get on with it. So, there we go. Um, anyway, that's my review for Horizon Forbidden West. If you've got any questions, comments, thoughts, anything like that, um, anything that I maybe didn't mention that you'd want me to go over, uh, or if you played the game and you want my spoiler thoughts on some stuff, I'm happy to reply to emails or whatever about that. Uh, you can let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about Horizon Forbidden West um, by sending them to matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes, so take a look out for all of that. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. Um, my next game review, I'm not sure what my next game review is going to be, actually. I'm not sure what I'm playing next, so uh, just keep your eyes out for that. But yeah, keep your eyes out on entertainmenttalk.org, and you can subscribe to us as well on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk, so either the video games feed, or I'd recommend the, the main feed so that you get all of the episodes, so check that out as well. Um, so there's all of that. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can, uh, of course, listen to more episodes that we've got on the podcast platforms and stuff and everything else I just mentioned. So check all that out as well. Uh, word of mouth social media, you can let other people know about our content simply by telling them what we do and where they can find that content. Uh, either by word of mouth or social media, you can share the podcast around on, on uh, social media and stuff. And uh, two other ways that you can write in as well. Uh, there's a big email box on the website version of the episode. You can fill that in and press send. It's very simple. You can do that. And there's a clickable email name as well. Uh, Patreon, uh, $1, $3 level tiers. Ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. For all those things. Uh, if you want some TV and some film news. Um, up-to-date, reliable, all that sort of thing. David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. And uh, Geek Town Radio episodes, which is a weekly sort of like podcast format. Uh, you can find those weekly on Tuesdays by looking for that on geektown.co.uk 
and Geek Town Radio podcast platforms. Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista by Trista B Y T E S. Go and give her a follow over there. If you like PlayStation stuff, she's doing Tomb Raider two on uh, Mondays, so have a look out for her stuff over there. Trista B Y T E S. Can follow me on Twitch as well. E Talk UK for my different gaming streams. I'm going to be streaming the uh, FIFA 22 career mode, which I'm looking forward to in a couple of hours. So look out for that as well. If you miss any of those streams, um. And you want to find them archived, you can find them later archived on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. And you can find our COD, Call of Duty sort of clips and things like that. So you can find those over there. Uh, and if, if you want to know when I'm going live and stuff as well, there's a schedule tab on the profile for the eTalk UK thing over on Twitch. That's all of that. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>